0: We decide.
1: Well, we should make it a topic. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it.
0: Three Fates Decide Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam, and I am here with my two co-hosts, Mary and Liz. Say hello. 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 And today... Uh, We are going to be talking about Star Wars and we are going to focus on the original trilogy, which is episodes four, five, and six, because anyone who actually knows Star Wars knows it's a lot if we were to go over everything. So we're going to stick to the original three movies. Um, The first one came out in 1977 um, and we're just going to go through these three episodes um uh, we'll have more of our own episodes of other trilogies and then you know the disney plus series and all that other fun stuff because as i mentioned star wars is huge but in case you've never ever ever seen a star wars film spoiler alert though again as i mentioned the first star wars movie came out in 77 so i'm hoping that you've seen some star wars because I know, like, they do like to play it on TV occasionally, especially May 4th. So.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> May the 4th be with you.
1: <laughs> I, actually had, I actually had an old school friend of mine get married on May the 4th. Just because of Star Wars.
2: <laughs> Listen, if
0: I were to get married on May the 4th, it would totally be Star Wars themed. It has to be.
2: <laughs> Funny enough, I have a cousin who's actually, her actual birthday is May 4th. Which is where you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: um. All right. So, quick uh, synopsis: the first uh, film, which is again they the way that they did this was a little backwards. So the original trilogy is actually episodes four, five, and six instead of one, two, and three. Um. But episode four is called A New Hope. And anyone want to go over the
1: promise? Yeah. You want me to do it? Oh, I, I got this. Do it. Um, the The basic premise of the movie is there's a civil war of it's a galactic civil war. Um, you have the empire versus the rebels, and the rebels are have just stolen the plans for the Death Star.
0: So Le- Princess Leia, who is um...
1: a senator she's the imperial senator right is is what we meet her she's one of the leaders of the rebellion she's obtained the schematics but she gets intercepted so she puts the schematics into r2d2 and he gets shot out of on out of the out of her uh Starship with C-3PO onto the the desert island of Tatooine, where we meet Luke Luke Skywalker for the very first time, and he he finds R2D2 finds this finds that he has the he finds the holograph of Leia that's saying to find Obi Wan Kenobi, and it just kind of goes from there. He gets. He, he gets captured, he gets taken, He's it's just a lot of hell. <laughs> Alright,
0: so, I'll help you out.
1: Sorry. No, you're answer. good.
0: So, when uh, Luke Skywalker, um, a.k.a. Mark Hamill, and Princess Leia is... Um,
1: the late, great uh, Carrie... Fisher.
0: Harry Fisher, yes. Oh, may she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But when Luke finds R2D2, as you mentioned, he sees a ho- holograph recording of Leia asking help from Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so Luke finds Obi-Wan Kenobi and um or actually is kind of saved by Obi-Wan Kenobi when he's attacked. But um Basically, he learns about the Jedi Knights and, you know, about everything that's kind of going on, the Force and all that stuff. And believe it or not, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you'll find out later, knows who Luke is um, and tells Luke that uh, his father fought with him back, at, you know, in in the old days with the war, the Clone Wars and all that stuff. So they have to get to... Leia to save her, they wind up meeting Han Solo at a uh, bar and uh, are able to um, get a uh, ride from him and his, his Wookiee, Chewbacca, who's my personal favorite, on Han Solo's ship, the Millennium Falcon. They rescue the princess or I guess senator but she's princess leia um and are able to bring her uh back to safety but you know they find out about the death star's tractor beam which is to that, that can destroy planets in fact if i recall it does destroy princess leia's um home correct i'm, I'm right
1: with that yes and it like destroy yeah. her her planet okay Yes. They
2: made her watch it blow up. Right. Mean mean
0: mean. Um so with the um empire they're being led by Darth Vader. And uh well, I guess he's the face of the empire because you don't really, you know, he's the only one that talks to uh the head guy, but they the rebels then just dis- uh go up and they fight and they want Luke is actually the one that winds up destroying the death star and uh he he learns you know uh, oh my god yeah so <laughs> uh Obi-Wan Kenobi it, uh is with them obviously he is fighting Vader Vader kills Obi-Wan Kenobi but then through Obi-Wan's spirit or whatever he helps Luke use the force quote-unquote, the Force, which is the term that the Jedi's used um, to help shoot torpedoes and destroy the Death Star at the end. So it's kind of like the first time Luke uses the Force and kind of understands that he's a lot more powerful than he realizes. And then pretty much at the end, you know, it's a big celebration and Luke and Han get medals of heroism. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. Wow. Did not think that that was going to take that long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to, you know, to whatever. But, okay, so going back, favorite parts uh, of the first movie?
1: I don't know. It's so hard to just pick a favorite part because I like the entire damn movie. <laughs> um, actually, I I
2: th- yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it was probably... Um, Luke finding out that he's about his father and that his father was a Jedi and just pretty much the whole uh, the whole Obi-Wan storyline that he had with Obi-Wan in the the movie was probably m- most of my favorite
2: um you know actually I was kind of reminded of this, um, but um, there was there there was this interview that Mark Hamill actually did um, with I think uh, with Seth Meyers a while back, and he pointed out something that didn't occur to me until he said this. But he was like pointing out how the dialogue in this particular movie would, had a lot of really funny lines in it actually like he pointed out about how when you know Luke and Han go rescue Leia Leia's reaction is like you know what the hell are you two doing you what you came on that thing (laughs) that was like kind of her attitude when she saw like the Millennium Falcon and the two of them they're like all a complete mess and their plans are like completely chaotic (laughs) and she's like what the hell kind of I rescue mean, is this. I mean, it's like when you think about it, the conventional storytelling tropes up to that point would have been like, oh, you know, we have to rescue the princess and, you know, be the, you know, the heroes and do it all like, you know, with, you know, heroic flair and stuff like that. And, and no, like it's a it's a completely chaotic mess, their whole rescue plan. <laughs> and also like the fact that um, you know, you have these robot characters like r2d2 and c3po who are like the uh comedy duo to kind of lighten up some of the scenes a bit yeah I, I mean you know again i hadn't no, i didn't really think about it at the time when i when i you know the couple times i've seen the movie but then mark hamill points this out in an interview he did and i was like how you're <laughs> these mm-hmm. it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that that's my favorite bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, Honestly, that kind of same um, where, you know, I love the dynamic between the three characters. So Leia, Luke and Han. And I didn't mention this, but Han is played by the great Harrison Ford. Um, But I love the dynamic, especially like as you mentioned, like the, the, the part where they go and rescue her and you know, first they kind of think that she's just like a damsel in distress, but she's out there shooting the <laughs> shooting the stormtroopers and, you know, all this stuff. And, um, you know, the fact that Luke, you know, thinks she's cute and, and, you know, wants to date her or whatever, but, and, you know, Han thinks she's cute. So there's like the love triangle going on, which as we talk about the other movies, you'll kind of learn a little bit more as to why that's that becomes kind of funny but uh so i really just i thought that um and i guess whether it's acting choices or the the writing or both i just thought it was it was great because it really made the movies even more entertaining the dynamic between the three
1: yeah i mean it was it was good i mean Anything with Harrison Ford in it, I, I, I pretty much like, though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's fantastic. Um, it's kind of funny to watch these movies now, because back when they first came out, like, this was like, you know, the graphics and stuff like that were so amazing for the time. Again, this movie came out May 25th, 1977. And, you know, now being 2021, you watch these movies and you're like, damn. Could this get any more fake? (laughs) But like, I still applaud them because for the time, they did a fantastic job.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen like some of those uh, behind the scenes, um, you know, documentary type things where they point out like quite a few scenes, like especially the space scenes. They they were paintings, some of them. Like. It's, you know, smaller scale models for some scenes. And I'm like, wow, okay. Old school special effects worked great.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else that we want to add for episode four known as A New Hope? Um,
2: oh, wait, actually, there is one small thing. Uh, I just thought of it. I thought it was really interesting when I read that the reason why they killed Obi-Wan was because Alec Guinness didn't want to do, like, the entire movie and have to come back in sequels, if there were potentially sequels. Because I guess, like, he did I guess he just didn't take the whole story very seriously, which, to be fair, uh... At the time, there was no reason to take this movie seriously because it's so different from all the other movies that were coming out around the same time period that, you know, why would anybody expect this? What's, you know, theoretically speaking, a very goofy, weird space opera, space Western, you know, sci-fi movie, seriously. Like, why would you take that seriously at all? And, you know, Alec Guinness is... And at the time, Alec Guinness was like the you know the best actor really in the whole movie you know based off of like the fact that you know he had a long acting career and everything so it's so apparently his wish to like not have to spend you know all this time on this movie they killed off the character when they did and weirdly enough it it actually turned out to be um it worked pretty well for the rest of the saga, actually, having that happen. Hmm. Well, there you go.
1: Yeah, I think I'd heard that before, to be honest with you. A while ago, but I'd forgotten about it.
2: Yeah, I think this is like one of those like behind-the-scenes stories that had been going around for a long time. Um, so, you know, people who are really interested in this sort of stuff, they you don't eventually hear about it. Um... And I guess the only thing
0: I want, like a little trivia um, for people. So most people know the phrase, may the force be with you. And everyone claims that it's Obi-Wan Kenobi that says it, but he actually never says that quote. He says variations, but never that specific line. It's actually Han Solo that says that line toward the end of the movie. So it's pretty funny how people kind of took it and was like, oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi said this and blah, blah, blah. And it's actually amazing how much ad-libbing the actors did. Um, And there's actually one scene where um, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker dress up as stormtroopers with their helmets. And Mark Hamill didn't realize that the cameras were rolling. And he kind of like turned to Harrison Ford and was like, I can't see anything in this damn helmet. And they thought it was so great, they actually kept it in the movie. Um, so that's a little little trivia for you. And uh, one last thing. So George Lucas based the character Han Solo off of his friend, Francis Ford Coppola. And if you don't know who Francis Ford Coppola is, he is the director of the Godfather saga.
2: So, there you go. Huh. okay, that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Some fun facts of the day. Yes.
1: Oh, another fun fact is Harrison Ford and uh, George Lucas literally had a handshake deal when he filmed this movie with them. He did uh-huh. it on a handshake. There you go. That what he would we- get that he, that it would be a good movie and he'd get paid for it. Awesome. Yep.
0: He made out, didn't
1: he? (laughs) Yes, he did. Because (laughs) they had worked together on a previous movie, American Graffiti, and were and they'd become good friends. And but that's how that's how they've always done or they did there for a long time. They did all their movies was with a handshake contract. Hmm. Obviously not now because of the society we live in, but there you go. It's a little fun fact and, I found out the other day when I was reading up on, on something and it, and it was um, turned out and it was about Harrison Ford ended up going I had kind him of went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up one yeah. thing and it ended up down this other rabbit hole I was like what the hell. Yeah. Um, but I digress. On yeah. to the next
0: on to the next movie. Well, real, real quick, last one is apparently in 2017, Mark Hamill admitted that he and Carrie Fisher used to make out a lot because they were both attracted to each other. But they mutually decided not to consummate their affair and become like a thing. So, that sexual tension that's in there was real. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to the next one. Episode 5, known as The Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yes. And this movie came out in uh, 1980. As the, it was the, it's the second, second installment, obviously. Uh, It's the, technically the fifth episode of the Sky, of what's known as the Skywalker Saga. And this movie is set three years later, after they've destroyed the Death Star. They're look, um, Vader is looking for the Rebels. He sends out probes. They find the rebel base on the planet of Hoth, which is a, known as an ice planet. So it's literally covered in ice. They fi- The rebels find the probe. Luke goes out to investigate it. He's captured by what's known as a wampa. Remember what that is, to be honest. Is that kind of like, is that like the Yeti thing?
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: I think that was the Yeti thing. But he escapes. But he's, it's the hot, Hoth is such a cold planet. He's getting hypothermic. But the, but the force spirit of Obi-Wan tells him before he, before he almost succumbs to the hypothermia to go to Dagobah and find Yoda. Han finds Luke and keeps him protected until the next morning when they can finally get back to the base. But the before they can get back to the base and get everybody out of the base and off the base, the empire finds them and sends a sends an attack using the the at-at walkers. Those big walker thing, metal walker things. Those things were creepy to me when I was a kid. And I watched them. <laughs> they were. They were a little creepy. I was like, okay, that's a little weird. But they they do get everybody off the base. I mostly off the base. Uh, Han and Leia escape with C three PO and Chewbacca on the Falcon, but their hyperdrive malfunctions, so they're having to hide. In an asteroid field. And I remember that. Because they were so worried about getting hit by the asteroids. Meanwhile, True uh, Luke with R2-D2 goes to Dagobah. But he crash lands on Dagobah. He finds Yoda. Who eventually ag- uh, uh, agrees to uh, mentor him to being a um, Jedi trying I'm trying to read it and remember it all and try to um, put it put it a little easier. So basically while uh Luke is training with Yoda, Han is trying to get away from bounty hunters including Boba Fett, but we we also find um Lando Calrissian, but Vader finds Uh, finds Han and tries to use them to get Luke because he wants to turn Luke to the dark side and he runs to um, rescue everybody because he experiences a premonition of everybody in pain and being hurt Vader wants to hold Luke in suspended animation however he does this to Han to see if it works and he imprisons him in carbonite. And then he's and Han is given to Boba Fett who gives him to Jabba the Hutt, which kind of sucks. But Lando gets um Frees Leia and Chewie and gets them out um then Luke comes and he finds Vader, he's they get go into a lightsaber duel. Vader chops off his hand, tries to get him to help overthrow the Emperor. Luke says no, believing Vader to be his father's murderer. But we find out that Darth Vader is actually Luke's father. But Luke is unconvinced, I will say. So he basically tries to, to get away. He drops into an air shaft and he's ejected out into the city. Well, into space basically, but he, he does get out, he does reach out to Leia through the force and they and she does come back to rescue him. But they almost get caught again by Vader until the hyperdrive is being till the hyperdrive gets repaired and then they were able to escape. And it ends with basically Luke in the um aboard the Rebels fleet his hand is replaced with a robotic prosthesis and they watch as Lando and Chewbacca leave on the Falcon to go find Han Solo and that's where the movie ends. So we don't know what happens until the next movie of anything.
0: Yeah. A lot of stuff happens in that movie. It's actually my favorite of the three.
1: Yeah. I would probably
2: um, have saved mine too. Actually, I For, think a lot of people felt like this is the best movie. Out well, of because all of
0: them. it's so much happens. So, I mean, obviously, like you have you, you meet Yoda and you see Luke, you know, finally trying to follow in his father's footsteps, become a um a Jedi. He is very similar to his father in terms of his emotions, which got his father in trouble. But, so Yoda's, like, trying to teach him, like, don't use your emotions. Like, Jedis don't use emotion, because it can lead to the dark side. And when Luke decides to leave, like, Yoda, you know, tries to tell him, like, it, it's not, it's not good for him to leave. Like, it's not going to work out well, whatever, but he decides to leave anyway. And then... Um, this is also like the, obviously you find out that Vader is Luke's father, which by the way, the Luke, I am your father is not what is said in the movie. Just so you know, that is not the true quote. Um, (laughs) but this is also where you learn that Luke and Leia have a connection through the Force. And you don't know what it is yet, but you know that there's a connection through the Force because you're able to communicate um, without, like, seeing each other or speaking to each other. So that's when you kind of realize, okay, like, there's something up between the two of them. And then, obviously, my personal favorite part is when um, Han is getting uh, frozen into the carbonite and... (laughs) Leia goes, I love you. And his response is, I know. <laughs> Freaking Han Solo. Who's such a cocky. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and that line was actually uh, ad-libbed. I'm sure it was. Ford. He was supposed to say, I think he was actually supposed to say, I love you too. But he's like, Han would never actually say that.
0: Yeah. He
1: was
2: just like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly he knows his character better. so yeah what about you guys what'd you guys like about it um i guess like i what i liked about it was um aside from like how it was pretty action-packed and a lot of really interesting things happen i think what i enjoyed about it the most is that it really fleshed out um the characters more like you find out more about all these different people that you see in this movie and um it really felt like there was a progression with luke's journey um from you know this like relatively naive uh country boy in the first movie and now he's on his way to being a jedi but at the same time it's not smooth sailing either because he has to confront um you know all sorts of problems along the way uh including discovering that uh one of your enemies is actually your dad
0: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that sort of thing sorry i was like what is that (laughs) my phone but for me i god it's just such a good movie i i think it's probably for me what i really really enjoyed was the actual um, fight between Luke and Vader. And Mm -hmm. not so much that he learns that Vader's his father, but it's just that entire sequence that is just so well shot for the 80s, for 1980. Well, I mean, like, probably 79, actually, when they shot it, but it's just... I I don't know. I think that's probably my favorite.
0: So, okay, so... One piece of trivia that I actually saw is true. Brought up in another movie. So Darth Vader, if you translate it in uh, German, it is actually Dark Father. That is true. Um, It it was mentioned in uh, um, Pitch Perfect, but that is actually true. Darth Vader translates to Dark Father in uh in german so fun fact they
2: were right um oh. i'm not sure like if this is 100 percent true i mean like maybe somebody can correct this but i thought i heard or read somewhere that uh han getting frozen by the carbonite i heard that it was harrison who suggested that because of the fact that like he was it's a bit like with Alec Guinness where he was like, I'm not sure if I want to keep doing like, you know, more movies or whatever. You know, he, he, he kinda had in his head that eventually Han was gonna die. So yeah, so that was so that's what I heard is like that's kind of the inspiration of like why that happened to Han in the movie. Huh. It was like, po- because potentially, you know, he could have been killed off. So interesting.
0: I wonder if that's real. Um, Does anyone listening know if that's real? If it is, let us know. Because I want to know now.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> um I'm trying to think. There was something else. Oh, oh. Um, okay, so this is so this is based off another interview that Mark Hamill did when he was doing, you know, like one of those like talk show uh interviews things, but um He actually explained the whole reveal about you know Darth Vader being Luke's father was that um, initially only uh, George Lucas and the director um, Irvin Kirshner, were aware of this fact, and they actually so Irvin Kirshner actually visited Mark in his trailer and said, "Okay, I'm about to tell you something. It's a really huge secret." Okay. George Lucas is the only other person who knows about this. So once I tell you this information, if it leaks, we'll know you're the one who said this and not anybody else, okay? And that's when he told uh, Mark that this revealed, because in the official script that everybody in the cast and crew had access to, the revelation written in there was that Um, Darth Vader tells Luke that Obi-Wan Kenobi was the one who killed his father. And then that's when, you know, Luke is supposed to, like, have that reaction, like, no, it's not possible, it's not true, blah, blah, blah. But then in this private conversation in the trailer, that's when Urban Kirshner gave him another sheet of paper that had the real dialogue that, uh... James Earl Jones uh, was going to read, you know, in the voiceover uh, booth, which is that, you know, I am your father. So I thought that was, so that was really interesting. And, and poor Mark Hamill had to keep this fact, a complete secret from everybody for like, apparently over a year uh, in between when they filmed this and when the movie actually came out in theaters
0: yeah, I actually just read something that Harrison Ford didn't find out about the reveal until, like, the premiere. And yes. when, when, it hap- when the reveal happened, he leaned over to Mark Hamill and was like, you, I'm sorry, this is, he, I'm cursing here. But he's like, you didn't fucking tell me that, kid.
2: <laughs> yes, it was in the same interview. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was um, I think it was with uh, Graham Norton, actually. That uh, Love that show. Yeah, it was, it was like when uh, I, when they were promoting, um, uh, what was, what was, um, I forget what that movie's called, episode eight. Something the Last out. Jedi? Right. It was yeah. for the last, it was like when they were promoting, uh, Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting, but it makes sense because, you know, um, I mean, back then, like, you didn't have the internet, so. Right. But yeah, it was, it, point, yeah, you could actually keep secrets. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> personally, I think they did a better job of doing... Per, personally, I think this method of keeping a secret is way better than what uh, the Marvel actors had to deal with. Or the Game of yeah. Thrones actors had to deal with. It's like, why can't you just have private conversations and give them... Like the special sheet of paper with the real dialogue on it. Like that, that would have made that would have been easier, honestly. Right. Yeah. I think that's all I have within, like, in terms of interesting trivia tidbits. All right. So let's go to
0: episode six, the last of the original trilogy known as Return of the Jedi. I like this movie too. Honestly, I like all three, but the. I think the Empire Strikes Back and this one are my favorite. Yeah. I,
1: I I think I agree with you on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, do you want me to do this one?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So this takes place a year after. So when uh after Han Solo was uh frozen in the carbonite, he um hit uh his I guess block of carbonite, C-3PO, and R2-D2 um, are sent to Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine. Um, and Luke goes to rescue Han. Um, and uh, Princess Leia goes, and she's disguised as a bounty, bounty hunter. And um, Lando is also involved. It's like this whole big plan... And they're pretending to, like, bring Chewbacca in um, and have, you know, give him over to Jabba the Hutt. Once Chewbacca's taken, he's able to unfreeze Han. um, Or while he was unfreezing Han, he was caught, excuse me. So, basically, Luke is trying to bargain um, with Jabba, but Jabba sent... uh, Drops him through this trap door to be eaten by his, I guess, monster called the Rancor. But Luke is able to kill it. He's able to basically um, save everybody. There's a whole big scene, but I'm not going to go into it too much. But all I'm going to say is a lot of guys liked Princess Leia's outfit during that whole scene. If you haven't seen it yet and you're a dude, I'm sure you'll like it. Whatever. She's in like a bikini thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I, could, I I could so say what I'm thinking but I won't. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um but so basically they all get away and um they go back to the Rebel Alliance and Luke goes back to uh Yoda and when he gets there he finds out Yoda's actually dying. Yoda does confirm that Darth Vader was Luke's father known as Anakin Skywalker and that there is another Skywalker out there. His death basically he vanishes. So um then Obi-Wan's spirit comes and pretty much tells Luke that Leia is his twin sister. So if you recall when I was talking about the last movie, I mentioned that there's a connection between them and it's because they are actually twins. They are twin siblings, and they can use the Force with each other. And the reason why they have that power is because their father was a very powerful Jedi who then became Darth Vader. Um, and basically, Obi-Wan tells Luke he has to face Vader again, and he has to... Um, and that's how he's going to finish his training and defeat the Empire. Meanwhile, the Empire is constructing a second Death Star under the supervision of the actual emperor and it's protected by like this energy shield and Han is selected to lead a strike team that includes Luke and Leia and Chewbacca to destroy the shield, um, and allow the rebel fleet to destroy the death star. Um, they wind up on Anyway, they they're on. I I don't know if it's a moon or a planet, Endor, where they meet the Ewoks, which are so freaking cute. They're like little teddy bears. Yes, um, their is.
1: They're it's a moon. Force moon. It is a
0: moon. Okay, yeah. Yes, it is a moon. Um, but Luke does tell Leia that she, that she is his sister, that Vader is their father, and basically tells her everything, and he, um, basically says he has to do this himself. So he goes up to meet vader basically and vader takes him to the emperor who whose purpose is to basically the emperor turn vader to the dark side he now wants to turn luke to the dark side and so um while he's while luke's busy dealing with the emperor and vader the his friends and the rebel fleet are all going into a trap basically um that None of them realize, but they're all captured by the Imperial forces, but the Ewoks help out and are able to infiltrate the generator. And once uh, they're able to do that, then the rebel assault on the second death star uh, starts, even though the shield is still active. Um, so it's a big old battle. The emperor, Meanwhile, as I mentioned, is trying to convince Luke and wants Luke to kill Vader and to give into his anger and to basically become become what his father was. Um, but basically, long story short, Luke refuses. Says that he's going to stick with you know the Force and is able to or is being then like elect- electrocuted by the Emperor. And Vader can't stand seeing his son die and picks up the Emperor and throws him into the reactor shaft to his death and gets electrocuted um, in the process. So he's, like, dying. So while the fight's going on, they get the shield down, they start destroying the Death Star. Luke is trying to save his father, but he dies, unfortunately. But... Uh, Luke is able to get out before they're able to destroy the Death Star. And then there's a whole big celebration at the end. Um, Han thinks Leah's in love with Luke, but uh, Leia does tell Han that Luke is her brother. So he's very happy. He gets the girl at the end. Woo-hoo. And then Luke comes and celebrates. And my one thing that kind of annoyed me um, is that originally... When this movie aired or, you know, was shown at the end, the three spirits show themselves to Luke. And one is Obi-Wan, one is Yoda, and one is Anakin Skywalker. And originally it was the actor who was chosen to play Anakin Skywalker. That's like really like his only scene, maybe his second scene, because before he dies, like Luke does take off the mask. And so like that's like the only other time you see him after the prequel trilogy came out they removed that guy from the ending scene where he's the spirit and put um hayden christensen who plays anakin skywalker in the uh the prequel sequel and put him in uh this in this movie and i was like that's so mean the poor guy who has played this role and had his you know, had this one scene, they just took him out like it was nothing. Like, I just felt so bad for the guy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Although, yeah. Although, to be honest with you, I think... I mean, it made sense, but, like, still. Well, I mean, actually, in a way, it doesn't make any sense to replace him with Hayden Christensen because the version of his... Because that's not who Luke saw right when he took off the mask so it's like how why would he ever recognize a younger version of his father like that that doesn't make any sense i mean yeah. it's not like you changed out Ali guinness and put you know ewan mcgregor in in his place
0: right and that's like the whole thing and my guess is that it's more for the audience as opposed to the movie which is why like i didn't necessarily like that because like you said like He didn't know what his father looked like as a you know, when he was younger. So how would he know that that represents his father? So I feel like it was more for like the audience because we know who Anakin Skywalker is. If we've seen the prequel trilogy and not necessarily for the movie. So that was like my big thing that annoyed me with that whole thing.
1: Yeah, I I have to agree with you on that one. I was not happy about the fact that they changed who who he was in the very end of a movie that was made in 1983. It's like, it doesn't matter at that point.
0: Yeah. And apparently Hayden Christensen mentioned, he didn't know that George Lucas was going to do that. Cause he said that if he knew he would have played the scene totally different. So he had no idea until it happened. But what, what are our favorite moments?
1: I don't know. I think for me, it'd probably have to be, um, the whole job of the hut on Tatooine. I kind of like the, I, I just kind of like that, not necessarily, not so much Prince Le- Princess Leia's outfit. That was just like, that's just not my thing. But like the whole, um, just the tension and they're caught and he's trying to get away and he has to rescue everybody and they're on their way to go be eaten by something else. And it, that whole, I just like that whole, that whole thing.
0: Yeah, no, that was a really good scene. It was a great way to start the last movie, that's for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. jump right into the action with that one. Yes.
2: Um, I guess for me, my favorite part was um, actually the final bits where Luke and Vader um, basically reconciled uh, towards the end of the movie. I mean, it in a way, like... Luke was always like I think it I think Luke kind of had this notion of who his father was based off of the stories that you know his uncle told him when he was younger and then and then like references to him um from like Obi-Wan made him imagine his father as being this amazing heroic person and then his shock in the second in in episode 5 You know, when he when he finds out that, oh, my God, this guy that, you know, I'm, you know, we're fighting against. He's actually my father. And then towards the end of this movie, when Darth Vader turns away from the dark side for a bit to, you know, out of love for his son, wanting to save him. You know, it in a way, it kind of like, well, it doesn't completely erase. Who, you know, all the terrible things that Vader had done up to this point. But in a way, it kind of brings a little closure to, you know, who is, you know, this image of who his father is. That, like, you know, his father towards the end does actually have some bit of good in him. And it's his, I guess, in a way, his own way of kind of apologizing or, you know, making amends for some of what he did. Yeah, so that's what I liked about it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, you know we'll kind of get into it more with the next time we do an episode about the prequel trilogy. But yeah, no, that that is actually um, you know nice, <laughs> you know that they kind of <laughs> got that that closure, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite. I like the Ewoks. I just think they're cute and cuddly.
1: Yeah, they're cute and cuddly, but they're but they're mean. Yeah. But they're 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 just little teddy bear things. (laughs) They're so cute. (laughs) Uh um,
0: yeah, no, I mean I I think what I liked is, you know, finally, as you mentioned, uh, Liz, that Luke finally almost just gets confirmation of what he already knew. Um, and, you know, the the whole relationship between, like, him and Leia and, you know, that whole thing. Um, you know, I just... It, I thought it was a great way to end the trilogy. It was a perfect third movie, you know? And... You know, I I would have been happy if that's if that's how it ended, but that's not how Star Wars ended. No, it's still not over. For goodness' sake, we're still going. I know. Um, but some fun facts. So the guy who played the Emperor Ian McDermid actually is the same guy who plays uh em- or Senator Palpatine, and then eventually he becomes the Emperor in the prequel trilogy as well. So he's the same guy. He's in all six movies or actually he's nine. in five movies.
1: Well, there's nine movies.
0: I know, but he's not in the, he's not in the ones. first. two. He's, he's in episodes one, two, three, five, and six. So that's pretty impressive and didn't look like he aged a day. If you want my opinion, uh,
1: right, I'm going to, to go see who in the hell played him in this one. Um, then, Sorry.
0: And then the, uh, One of the Ewoks is Warwick Davis, which if you don't know who he is, he is in the Harry Potter films, Um, and uh, he was 11 years old playing an Ewok, so that's pretty cool.
1: He's actually in um, episode nine as well. Okay, there you go. As as Emperor Emperor Palpatine.
0: He's just going (laughs) to keep going.
1: Yeah, sorry. I was like, wait a second. Then who the hell played even in in this one? <laughs> you know,
2: actually, actually, like speaking of Ian McDermott, um, I don't remember what interview this was, but I remember reading that he was he had commented on how, at the time he was doing the original trilogy, he felt like, oh, I'm way too young for this for this role. But then as the character kept showing up in the, in, you know, the other movies and, you know, he felt like, actually, you know what, now, like, I'm actually the age that I should really be to play this character as time goes on. (laughs) which I thought was interesting observation of his part. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of Ewoks, like what you were saying earlier, um, another bit of trivia I read somewhere was that... um, I mean the reason why the Ewoks look like the way they do was it was intentional. They were intentionally designed to be kind of teddy bear looking because of merchandising purposes. Merchandising folks, merchandising. That's what all. It's money all is. about money. All about money. Always.
0: Um and if anyone does follow the Star Wars line this movie takes place five years prior to the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian, which we'll get into another day, another day, not today. Let's see. Any other fun trivia that
2: we can add here? Um, oh yeah. Uh, one other thing. Um, this was like a few years ago now. But um, I actually had watched on PBS this um, interesting documentary about uh, the famous Japanese director Akira Kurosawa. And I was actually a little surprised that uh, George Lucas was one of the people that they interviewed for the documentary. And the reason why they interviewed him was because... um, bits of Japanese culture actually influenced uh, Star Wars. Like, it's been pointed out that if you look at the design of Darth Vader's costume, especially the helmet, you'll notice that it's very similar to traditional samurai armor, actually. And um, also some of the filming techniques that got used in... um, in the in the original trilogy, like some of the some of the scenes, um, the way it's like composed, etc. There was like inspiration from Akira Kurosawa movies, especially like his famous samurai movies, like you know um, Seven Samurai, etc. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um, two little things of trivia. So many people. F- uh, consider that um, J.R.R. R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings actually may have been a huge influence on the Star Wars saga. Um, and I guess one of the ways that they feel this is is because the final installment of The Lord of the Rings is titled The Return of the King and this is Return of the Jedi. So I can kind of see some similarities obviously not it's not exact mirror, but I can, I thinking about it, I actually can see some similarities uh, between the two. Um, and then actually this film was actually considered by a lot of fans and critics, the worst out of the three of the original trilogy. So yeah. can't, can't please everybody. Just saying.
1: No. I don't know. I thought it was pretty, I don't know This, it, this trilogy, personally, was better than the other two that have come out since then, in my opinion. But I don't think I this was the worst of the three. Of the for me, probably the as much as I like the first film, it's probably to me. I feel like it's the weakest of the three.
2: Right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I kind of felt the same way. Um, the first movie was good. But it's just that compared to the other two, it felt like it's not as good, mainly because um the plot for the first movie is very it it's it's like it, it's kind of basic almost because you have Luke as the plucky young hero character type who meets, you know the mercenary rebellious you know not taking things seriously greedy guy type and then they're off to rescue the princess and then they have to stop the evil empire and then they save the day i mean that's that's kind of the summary very basic summary of the first movie So it's not a very complex story or anything like that. And um, Yeah, I feel like it's almost like, just like an introductory, which
0: it is. You know, you learn the who, the what, the where, and the why.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it's like a very basic, like when you, when you like break it down, it's basically a very basic adventure story, which isn't to say that's a bad thing necessarily, but you know, it's just not like very, um it uh, it it didn't it doesn't take much time to grasp you know what's going on. Mhm. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. You know, not as much action,
0: which, you know, people like action. Really in that movie the action comes at the end. Where the other two it's kind of like right away. Right. So. But yeah, like I said, can't please everybody. Yeah. But no, like uh, like I mentioned before, out of all of the Star Wars, the original three um, are definitely my favorites. Um, I, I I always tend to be like an original fan, you know, because that's what you learn first. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed this trilogy. The, I thought that the casting was perfect, as I mentioned before, the the dynamic between. Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and um, Harrison Ford are, is amazing. Um, they did such a great job with these characters. And yeah, I, I just thought it was overall really good. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So, you know, you got me. I'm a
2: nerd.
1: Woo-hoo. Same. Same.
2: <laughs> and you I'm know. proud of it, man.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one final thing. Um, is that um, when you actually watch the three movies, like whether you want to marathon them or you want to, you know, do like a break in between the movies to kind of digest it a bit, you can kind of tell how they didn't really plan out the sequels initially because there's some like continuity disconnects a little bit between uh episode four and episode five um not just tonally but it's like just little details like you know why would you hint at potentially you know the hero you know plucky hero and the damsel potentially having a a relation like a romantic relationship tension thing but then later on in the movies you find out that they're actually twins which is bizarre um and gross yeah Um, which to me kind of tells me that George Lucas, when he wrote the first movie, he wasn't really thinking about sequels per se, despite his claims in interviews later that, oh yeah, I had, I had some ideas for like expanding the story. Well, I mean, I don't know about that because there's that disconnect, like I was just saying, um, in, in some of the details like that, uh, because, like I mean, to be honest, I, I suspect that even he wasn't sure that this movie would be successful. But then it turned out to be one of the big blockbusters of the year, and people were pretty much clamoring for a sequel. Because the ending is an ending, but it's open-ended enough to lead to more adventures. And that's when, I suspect, that's when he had to really start thinking about, well... What would be the sequel? What more stories would I will we have to tell after the first movie? So, mm-hmm. I guess
0: we'll never truly know since he won't or never admitted anything. So, but that you make a good point. You do make a good point because I mean, you think about it. You don't really learn that they're siblings until the last movie. The second movie is when you learn that there's definitely a connection somewhere. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. Yep. All right. Anything left to add? All right. Uh, last thing. Uh, as we've started mentioning, we do have an email that you can reach out to us. Um, it's threefatesdecide uh at gmail dot com, uh, which is the name of our podcast. Three is spelled out. Um, and we also have an Instagram, which is threefatesdecide. Um, again, spelled out. So check us out email comment let us know what you think what you want to you know if you want us to talk about anything specific if you have any criticisms we accept all so we we thank you guys so much for listening so we do want to hear what you have to say so feel free to reach out to us
2: thanks for listening everyone catch us next time and see what we're
1: going to talk about Because the three fates decide.